You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. You guys, I'm so excited to listen to today's episode with you. Yes, I said listen because I am just all ears when I get to talk to somebody as witty and intelligent and fun as our guest today, Heather Richmond. And I am so grateful that we get to have her on the show because she is a firecracker of fun and a true six in and out. She exhibits both the phobic, the counterphobic six, and she is willing to talk about it, question with us, and really just allow us to sink into this type in marriage and how wonderful that we get to look at each personality type together in marriage. As you'll notice this series, I didn't pick people to chat with us who are newlyweds. Nothing against you guys. You guys are amazing for listening to podcasts about marriage already. I love it. Or pre-newlyweds or people interested or singles or divorcees. Like absolutely, you guys floor me because you're doing preventative work and you're, you're healing and you're growing with us. But I really want you to have this understanding that after you've been married for a while and Heather has been married for almost two decades, we come into this space together of okay, this is what it looks like together. This is how we shine together. These are our shadows together. And let's be real. Let's talk about it. No one is perfect, but we all want to grow here. So this is so much fun. I hope you love the witty banter. I felt a little bit like we had some Gilmore Girls-esque banter going on. I know Heather definitely has this at her home. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the analogy her troop of boys at home would like to hear. <laughs> but but for me as a female, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was fun. And I love that they are killing it out there as far as as a couple, Heather and her hubby, they are doing their work and it shows because they're in our community, blessing our families and our communities in so many ways, as you'll hear on this podcast. So if you know a six, love a six, make sure you tune in and take your time if you need to break it up at off. If you're not one of these witty thinking types, then you may say, I'm going to take this pod into segments. That is okay. You know what? You can also use the speed feature on the podcast app of Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen, so you can slow it down, or you might even speed it up. Who knows? Depending on your type, listen at your own pace. Okay. So lastly, before we bring Heather on, if you have any questions about the six or need deeper dives, understand we have all of that at enneagramandmarriage.com for you. And we really want to make sure that you know we have tons of freebies as well as paid resources for your pairing, as well as a deep dive on the type six in relationships itself. So if you're like, this was good and I need more, that's where you head. And we have all these past episodes in the ENM vault too. And some of them are directly on relationships with a six or just about the six in general. So love it, but especially love Love today that we get to hear from somebody who's grounded and knows herself and is willing to just be real with us. That's what we want on this podcast is real and I'm and we're getting it today. So anyway, let's chat with Heather. Heather, I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, we are so excited to talk to you about all things Enneagram 6 today. You have your coffee today. What are you drinking? What kind? It's actually, I only allow myself the coffee in the morning, and this is actually matcha. Ooh, fun. Matcha and almond milk because, because, (laughs) yes, I need something hot and it's freezing in my house. I also have a heated blanket on my lap. Like it's, it's bad. But if I were to drink coffee all day, you would, yeah. It would be be bad for everybody. Well, we are already starting our six conversations about Mm -hmm. sixes are comfort people. They need their comforts. And I love that. And I have my less uh, healthy Zevia here. I love Zevia. Zevia. I love Zevia. I do. Now, Cal makes me say Zevia. Oh, okay. I say Zevia because it has stevia. I'm like, if it's stevia, then it's got to be Zevia. But he's like, it's a Zevia. It's been very heated. Cal's my firstborn. It's it's a heated debate. (laughs) Well, I love your witty family banter. We're going to talk about that today. And as we get started, I just want to tell Heather something I've been waiting to tell her. And that is that uh, last year she did a nutrition talk with the uh, dancers at WFA where we both send our kids and she works there as well. And the girls still talk about not just our girls, but a lot of girls all of the blessings you gave to a whole generation of kids who are being told that they have to look a certain way. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of all the kids who are going to be blessed. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's they're great girls. I, I tell you what, teaching, teaching young ladies about proper nutrition might be one of my dorky, but, but few passions that I have, because I didn't have it when I was growing up, you know, we're kind of just, we think about what you get in school and then which is little to nothing. And then we just send people out to do things without knowing how to feel their body. And mm. anyway, so that's mm. awesome. I'm glad they still, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Very it cool. changed lives. It changed lives because Aww. as every listener here knows, dancers can be intense and not know quite what to do with their bodies and then add together adolescence and middle school. And it's just so fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we have this brilliant woman right before you, this Enneagram six. Heather, tell us about yourself and your family and your work. Anything you'd like to share? Wow. Um, okay. Well, I am, um, I'm a registered dietitian by trade. I am married to, um, Jordan. We've been married for 17 years. We'll probably talk about this later, but he is a seven. Um, and that's fun. Uh, (laughs) and we have, uh, we have four biological kids. They are, um, 14. I have to think about it now. We have boy, 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 girl, 14, 12, almost 13. He likes to say that all the time, almost 13, um, <laughs> 11. And then our daughter is eight. And then we have a foster baby who's with us right now. And he is one and he's, he's intense. He's one going on three. I like to say, but, um, it's like, he skipped the cute, like, I mean, he's still cute, but he's very opinionated and thinks yes. <laughs> anyway. That's but, um, yes, yeah, so we've been married for 17 years and, uh, is actually a music pastor, very skilled in all things musically, um, works at, uh, WFA Woodland Fine Arts and uh, as well as a vocal coach for the theater troupe. Mm. And, um, yeah, so he's, he's a worship pastor at our church and I sing with him on Sundays, my ministry and yeah. Mm. 
Mm. Like all the musical things. My husband says, some people coach T-ball, I coach voice. You know, that's the thing that he does with because all of my boys are in theater together. So it's fun that they all do that on, on Mondays and, mm. and Jordan's able to be a part of that. So that's cool. That's amazing. And he's coached my kids, which oh, yeah, I'm so he's blessed. Coached your kids. Yep. coaches two of them. And I'm yep. so grateful. And it gives me chills to think about how my type nine daughter, Melody, uh, has a, been able to exercise her voice under his tutelage. Cause that's Good. such a big thing for nine. So thank you doubly Good. for that. Oh, he's, he, he enjoys it, especially, oh. you know, the young and, and moldable. Yeah. Sometimes we get stuck in our ways as we get older, he would be someone to admit that he did that himself. So he had to break a lot of habits. Uh, along the way. So, so I, I know that he enjoys it. That's good. Yeah. And you guys have sung like one thing you won't hear from Heather, but I have to tell you about her is she has an amazing voice. Oh. Have told me, yeah. even though I've heard it too. <laughs> so tell You're us sweet. about your singing also. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, I enjoy, I dabble. Um, <laughs> singing was always uh, a source of like, I was like a source of stress as a kid. Mm. It's like deep rooted. So I won't go into all the details, mm. but my, my family was very musical. Okay. So it was my dad, especially, and he's very hard on us okay. musically. So it was a, it was a stressful thing, but it was also like my favorite thing. Mm. Um, I never considered it as a profession because it was so stressful. Yeah. And then, um, really as I met my husband and he like, you know, I know you've got this in you, you know, he really wor- has worked on my, my anxiety as a six yeah. and all the weight that was on my musicality, just kind of taking off those layers and just letting it be. So that's, that's really been him working on me for 17 years. Cause I, it was a major source of stress for me. I mean, yeah. tremor, tremor type shaking yeah. to just sing in front of him. Wow. So we've come a long way to, oh. to my kids think it's hysterical because I just need every week with my husband. Cause you know, I'm cheap labor. <laughs> um, but they think it's funny that I like it was crippling for a while there. And even still now, I actually take medication to get on stage. Yeah. And yeah. I remember you a- sharing that with our girls in the nutrition talk. And you're I just do. like, you know what? It's a thing. Like people don't overanalyze. If you need it, you need right? it. Right. I got to a certain point. You know, I didn't want to throw up every time I went on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I still it was still like I would almost drop the mic because I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I mean, it was, yeah. So the medication I take just, yeah. it just takes, it actually takes away the physical effects of the nerves. Yeah. So, um, anyway, a lot of surgeons take it as well. So I felt oh, surgeons take it and orchestral <laughs> players, our violinist also takes it to steady her hand. So oh. anyway, um, but wow. nowadays, Oh, I love that. I love seeing your video. Was it Bohemian Rhapsody or no, it was another one. Um, Turn around. What's that one? Total Eclipse of the Heart. (laughs) It's so funny of all the ones on our channel that were like had meaning or, you know, because we haven't done many YouTube because, you know, all the stars have to align for us both to be here and no sound, especially since we've had babies for the better part of three years fostering. Yeah. In fact, we did an album where you can hear our foster baby in the background a lot. Oh, and you don't know it if you're not listening for it, but she's actually yeah. in a lot of the songs. Um, oh but anyway, Total Eclipse of the Heart was just a, hey, this will be funny. Let's go. We went to the church mm-hmm. and it was, our church is smaller and it was like lights off. So it's creepy and yes. it's an older building yes. and some teenagers put their minds together. And we just did this big spoof on Total Eclipse of the Heart. And it's, it's funny because it gets the most attention from like people who are like, Oh, I know you. I saw that video that you guys did. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to blow it up even bigger. Let's put it as a tangent <laughs> to so this bad. podcast. And we did one take just a couple of hours being silly at the church. And like, literally there's this one scene where it comes from the original video, mm-hmm. the total eclipse video. So if you haven't seen the video, you won't pick up on some of the nuances oh, in it, but okay. the video from back in the eighties, there's this moment this like gargoyle thing, like puts his wings <laughs> around her. So like my son has this um, dinosaur these dinosaur wings we got at a theme park a while back and Jordan grabs them puts them on he's like around me with these dinosaur wings oh it's so bad but it's all meant to be bad you just have to know it's it's meant to be bad yes which is literally why I love the six humor it's cutting it's biting it's witty it's dry and it's intelligent. So, and I love that too much. (laughs) Yeah. But I love it paired with your seven hubby. You guys, I love how you're already hinting at the six, seven pairing that you guys are fun, full of zest, full of spunk. Um, tell us more about that. You already told us that he can help you to, uh, have a little less anxiety sometimes, or at least help you to challenge it and work around it a bit, but tell us a little bit about what it's like in the six, seven pairing. Um, just briefly, cause we don't have as many people in that pairing, but we do have a few who are like, please tell us a few things. It's funny. Cause I, to, uh, knowing this, this was coming up, I was like, it has been so long since I've taken the test. And I knew that I was a six and I was like, kind of just reading on there again. I'm like, am I, I even had the question, like, am I a six? Like it's been a while since I took it. Am I a six? And I'm reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a six. <laughs> <laughs> and then reading the pairings between, I read an article about the pairings of the seven and the six. I'm like, that was literally this morning. Yeah. So Jordan and I, Jordan works from home two days a week and I'm working from home now. And so I'll drop the kids off and we can actually finish a conversation Mm. and we're always challenging each. Like I will pick Mm. at everything and he's very theological, his line of work, but we also Mm. are, you know, we're a Christian couple and we like to Mm. uh, leave no stone unturned. (laughs) I'm constantly, we grew up very different. I grew up very uh, Pentecostal, charismatic. Mm. And he grew up very traditional Baptist Mm. and we came together now and like, yes, it's been a journey, but I will, I will pick apart everything, every scripture, every concept. And I'll just even every, usually on Mondays, which was this morning, I'll pick about this, our poor pastor, I'll pick apart the sermon (laughs) I either heard on Sunday or Mm. I like heard in the car. Mm. I'll listen sometimes to sermons in the car and like, he said this though. And sometimes I can just see him like some days he's ready for it. And he's like, we'll go back and forth. Cause we both will talk yeah. at each other. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of talking that happens in our house, mm-hmm. constant talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, between picking apart concepts and then really challenging just about everything even something down to should we use this lighting for our worship night coming up but I was like no it's trying too hard and that was a big conversation and he's like can you ever just agree on <laughs> like it, can I ever bring up something it'll be like great idea I'm like yeah yep I honestly don't know the answer to that question Oh, you just described marriage with a six <laughs> to a T and I have a six ish son and we talk about it every day, including this morning, the contrarian piece yes. of, I think that you're like, you're just, that's your essence. Like you guys are contrarians by nature and you will challenge everything and everything. You will- 
think it through. And like you said, now you're, an, you know, analyzing this with a hubby who's also got a six wing. So you're very close together. So it's fascinating. It reminds me of the diatribes of the Gilmore girls ask, you know, even Luke gets into it sometimes. And so you go fast and it's fun and it's witty. And I'm sure it's sometimes exhausting. And we step over each other. And that's our biggest thing. Like mm-hmm. I'll be trying to get out of let me just get out this thought. Cause if I don't get it out, I'm going to forget it. And like, I'll just bulldoze over every, he's like trying to, eh, but, eh, and he's trying to, yes. And we step on each other a lot because he also wants to get out of thought. He's excited about his thought. And I'm like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I am also a female. And so you add that layering on top of type. And mm-hmm. like you said, you may be having even more of that frontal lobe going even faster with the synapses. So I yeah. can imagine that you're like, I can bulldoze. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's not something I'm proud of. And that's actually a way that I've been trying to grow is allowing, yeah. allowing people to finish their thoughts and get their words in. And it is not easy. And I'm also scared of dead space in conversation. So I will just add it, whether it needs to be there or not. I'll just, just keep mm-hmm. it going. I'll find something else to disagree with. Yeah. I didn't realize I was such a contrarian until honestly, until recently when he was like, like, I say it in jest, but really it has become a thing. Like, especially with our poor pastor, because he'll be like, is there anything that you can just take for <laughs> like, Hey, great. Cause he'll be like, Oh, that was good. And I'm like, how, how, how was that good? Like, and not that he's not a great, very knowledgeable man, but I'm always like, what if he said this though? And this doesn't go, and this goes back. Where's the Bible? Bible. You know, like (laughs) it's so bad. Uh, And I can be persuaded. I'm not a have to be right, but Mm -hmm. I, I do know that my very first instinct is I'm, even if I, I'm going to disagree with some element, probably of what you just said, or I'm going to think I have a better way to do it. Even if I'm going to offer it, even if we don't go with it Mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. Anyway, it's, Mm -hmm. I love that. No, I think that you guys, I've heard Dave Ramsey say that when he didn't have sixes on his team, it would have failed completely. And I never knew that. And I used that example before on this podcast, but I think it's a powerful one because even if you don't follow Dave Ramsey's financial planning, everyone's heard of him and everyone Mm -hmm. has maybe even heard of him being on podcasts as a famous Enneagram eight. And you always think of eights as powerful and they can do it all. And they're so clarifying, but it, I thought it was just super humble for him to say, I needed sixes on my team or the ship would have went down. I was like, Whoa, he -hmm. knows Enneagram and he knows how to like his business flew because of it. So we all appreciate that about you. And we all also appreciate the fact that you're saying, I want to hone it. I want to make it better so that it, it can be more powerfully used by God in our marriage and in our church and everywhere. So I love that you're working on that. Um, Tell us a little bit more about what it's like to be married to a six. Although you have shared a little of that, we think about it sometimes in terms of stances as sixes are generally in that compliant, agreeable stance. And yet you've also identified that there's a counterphobic six element. And although the types all have sort of a counter type who doesn't look as much like the type, it's pretty extreme for the six. And I guess first, I just want to quickly ask, do you find yourself vacillating between like this phobic, fearful six and then the counterphobic who's like, I'm going to go against, or do you think you're more one or the other? Um, well, I read, I actually sent a screenshot of a statement, um, that I was reading actually from the Enneagram Institute mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was great. And I hadn't heard it that way because sometimes when I try to analyze myself, I'm like, I'm straightforward this person. And I'm like, oh, well, there's also this other side of me that I'm also 
very much this and they're opposing, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I have for a six, I think does. one of the best examples is having empathy for people. There, there are some times where I'm just, I have no, like you need get off your butt and stop being lazy kind of mentality. Like we all have to work. I've we all have to do that with you. <laughs> right. But then there's like, you know, I'll get a call to take in a baby and I'm like, yeah. of course, why wouldn't I like who, who doesn't take in a child? Now they're going to totally inconvenience our lives, but yeah. how do you say no to that? So yeah. there are, there are some ways though. There's like, but then there's my husband who's like, I can tell you how we say no to that. We say, yeah. no, we have too much on our plate already. Right, so right, right. I, I read a statement. It was just saying that, um, I actually have it here on my screen. It's talking about, um, how they are, uh, they can literally be, oh, uh, sixes are like a ping pong ball that's constantly shuttling back and forth between whatever influence is hitting the hardest at a given moment. Mm-hmm. And that because of its this reactivity, no matter what we say about sixes, the opposite is often also true. They're both strong and weak, both mm-hmm. fearful and courageous, trusting, distrusting. So I think I can, like, I can be mm-hmm. agreeable. I think I would err more on the side of disagreeable. My husband would probably second that. <laughs> like my first thing is going to be like, I don't know. But I'm very responsive to people who, um, well, trust. Mm-hmm. Like if I trust that someone has my best intention mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for. Um, if I trust that this person has had a history of making good choices mm-hmm. that I feel as though are good for like an organization or like if I'm in a group setting mm-hmm. and if, if that person throws something out, I'm much more likely to be like, yeah, let's do it. I'm with you. Let's run with it. Mm-hmm. it but if I don't feel as though that person has gained, and this is just analyzing previous experiences yeah. in, in the moment, I don't know what's happening, but yeah. um, I feel like you kind of have to put in the time. Like if I, if you're new to the team or if you have a history of really not making great choices mm-hmm. that have resulted in X, Y, or Z, I don't think I'm as agreeable. I'm more of a, eh, but have you considered this? Um Mm-hmm. remember this and I'm big I didn't realize this was an attribute of sixes but I'm big into history I want to I feel mm-hmm. as though maybe it's part of my Christianity but also um feeling as though all things are kind of connecting to a future point mm-hmm. but I'm always looking at decisions that I've made or that we've made as a couple my husband and I or that as a family or that this person has made anyway looking at history Mm-hmm. to determine the future. And I'm always feeling like, what did we learn or what didn't we learn from this thing that happened? Mm-hmm. How do we apply that to our current situation? Mm-hmm. So I think that goes with, yeah. It, I love that. Yeah. And I just, I was just talking to a, a male five about that and same, and it's the five, six and seven triad mm-hmm. kind of make it all up in the sense that sixes in addition to being like the both and with this you're in the middle of the five seven so you have the you know you're in the center and you have traits of both types uh introversion and extroversion as well <laughs> and then put yourself if you looked at geometrically yeah. at the enneagram symbol as we try to anyway make sense of personalities we see an inner triangle with the three six nine and we also recognize that sixes are both able to be uh present focused as well as not as aware of their presence. So it's so interesting because like, yeah, you're in the present focus uh, as a, instead of just past or future, because you, you take those elements and then you apply that to the present, right? Mm-hmm. Then sixes are also somebody who can uh, allow the worry to get in the way of the clear thinking in that way. So they're yes. both thinking inhibited and thinking dominant at the same time. Isn't that For so sure. strange? Yes. 
but it's <laughs> but so does it true. Fit? You're it's true. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And funny, I, I chuckled when, a little bit when you said they're both introverted and extroverted. A friend of mine who's very, she's a seven mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I love her. She's very much like my husband, which is probably why we get along mm-hmm. so well. But she sent me a meme the other day and it was, um, uh, it's actually uh, not important. It's a well-known actor and he's, he's throwing things off the desks as he's walking through the hallway and he's like getting ready to go out when I, for plans that I made in an extroverted minute. And that's, that's me. <laughs> I, 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 yes. Once you get me out of the house, I'm fine. Yeah. And there are times where I'm, yes, let's be, let's be among the people. Yeah. And then I go, why did I make that plan? I don't want to go out. <laughs> right. But my husband will go out whenever at all times. In fact, when we were first married, mm-hmm. that was something like, church, church wears me out because not only are we at church, but I'm also the wife of one of the pastors and I'm visible and people want to come up to me a lot, whether they know me or not. And it's, it's very, lots of smiles, Mm -hmm. lots of welcoming. And I'm fine to do that. But after church, I want to go home and completely decompress. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm exhausted from just being present and pleasant (laughs) <laughs> not yeah. sticking my foot in my mouth in front of other people. And, um, and he's like, why don't we go out to eat? And he's like making plans to have friends over later that night. And I'm just mm-hmm. done. Yeah. I've reached yeah, my, pe- my people quota is done. Yeah. And that's where I think instincts are a fascinating topic too. Cause when you described your husband's behaviors to me, I thought, okay, he's probably the social seven. And uh, I think that's something that's fascinating because you're already dealing whatever your instincts are, whether social self-preserving or more one-to-one, you have elements of all three. You're a woman who's been doing her growth work for so many years. I know you do, but I think that I'm hearing you say like, it's still exhausting. Sometimes the amount of thinking and planning that I do keeps me like, I can't, I do have a tapping out moment. Is that sort of how it is that there's a lot going on? So you need your rest. Yeah. If I, and if I see several days, Mm-hmm. we've got this followed by this, this followed by this, this followed by this, you know, we, we need a whole, I need a good chunk of time where we just literally have nothing. Mm-hmm. Not that we're not going to even do things around the house, but just that we're not entertaining anybody. We're not out doing things. I, I need a good, not a, not, not a, a blank of time. I need a good solid, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a night where we're doing literally nothing mm-hmm. at least once a week. Mm. And sometimes that's hard to come by with mm-hmm. multiple kids in multiple directions and ministry events and dinners and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But in the, it was difficult in the beginning of our marriage because it was trying to figure out like, and we came to the conclusion. I mean, I would literally go, would you like to go to Starbucks and just buy yourself? Like, why don't you go to Starbucks and be among the people? Mm-hmm. And that was so, it's almost like he needed permission, mm-hmm. even though he didn't. Mm-hmm. But he almost needed to know that about himself. Like you, yeah. I think you're just, cause we would be anxious like on a Saturday and he wants to make plans. And I'm thinking, I bet if you just went out to be among the people mm-hmm. and have like, he'll have random conversations with people and that's his jam mm-hmm. just really enjoys getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And I just have to let him go do that. And that's okay to do that without me <laughs> I don't yeah. need to be on your arm to, to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful that he wants to be on his arm to do that, but but sometimes yes, but not. 
all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just love how you're telling our folks who are <laughs> like the youngest marrieds, like keep working at it because oh yeah, talking it out is going to help them so much to figure it out because as you're hinting, sixes are verbal processors. So you might not even know it if you didn't say that to him. And also I think he sounds like he needed, like you said, just like most extroverted sevens who like people around, but really don't need the conversation all the time. Uh, it's like, I think you're like, you do need people around. I kind of don't right now. <laughs> so don't feel bad to go. Yeah. And that's because sevens and don't want to hurt their people or make them sad. So absolutely. I like how he, yeah. Well, he has brocations all the time. Like he's got friends from college and, and he, they'll invite, he's got this one friend who's a little more affluent. He has the money. And he'll call him up and be like, hey, let's go to New York. I'll pay for everything. Mm -hmm. Can you just clear these dates with Heather? And it's like, mm -hmm. I have a, <laughs> my mom actually, she's like, why do you let him do that? Because like, I honestly don't want to go. Like, New York's great. I'm sure it's great. I don't, I don't. I'd rather be, I don't want to arrange the childcare. I don't want to be worrying about them the whole time I've gone. Yeah. I, it's really okay with me mm -hmm. for him to go have fun. And they, I mean, they're good guys. They don't do anything crazy, yeah. Yeah. but he really just enjoys, he enjoys the conversation and the, he enjoys all of it. And I feel like if that really fills his tank, it's also kind of equally filling my tank to be at home and not have to do any of the things, mm, and <laughs> you know, don't really, really it. yeah. For us yeah. grilled cheese, everybody <laughs> like, I, <laughs> let the dishes sit in the sink. No, I'm just kidding. Um, though I do. Um, no, he's my, we've had this conversation. He's my dish cleaner. Mm. So anyway, if it weren't for him, we would have dishes piling up in the sink, but I don't know if that's a seven trade or just an agreement we have, but I do the dishes too, which is odd. <laughs> I talk about him a lot on this podcast. I'm like, I don't really mind them, but like for my husband, he doesn't. And you know, a lot of people don't realize how much sixes and ones are alike, but it's for at least Wes, I think it probably the textures and the senses, he would much rather pull weeds outside than have to deal with all the textures. Yes, I agree. Yes. <laughs> the smells, it really, yeah. the, the touching up and I don't mind it. It's not that I mind it, but it's also for me, I'm also very much at efficiency. Like I, I am a prioritizer. I don't know if that came with having kids or being female or just age. I don't even know, but yeah, I feel as though I'm a master of efficiency. I'm not always great at it, but it's my always, always my goal. And a lot of times I'm just like, no one's dying. If dishes are staying, we're good. <laughs> When's yeah. the last time you bathed? Go get a shower. So it's, it really is kind of the, and he'll walk right in the door. It's the first thing he notices. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. And, and it I, might be because we love our food as sevens. Um, I don't know, but you are a master of efficiency. I can say it. I see it in your <laughs> home. It's beautiful. I see. I mean, I got to see your beautiful trip to New York when you guys went together. We did. Um, you guys have a lot of fun together, but what you're helping sixes to know who haven't had the courage to do this, because you guys need to remember this is your virtue and this is your God-given trait is that you can become courageous and you can see her saying, like, I know how to do this now by myself. I'm not completely dependent on him. Did that come with time or had you already learned that through maybe, like you said, um, you know, just childhood, did that teach you more about independence? Independence. Um, yes. And, um, I had a single mom. So mm -hmm. having another, uh, person in the house to help do things was never an option. 
mm-hmm. um, was we were really on our own from an early age. Mm-hmm. And I was very, taught very early, not I'm like, I'm not waiting for anybody to do this. I'm going to go get it done. But it also, that's been both helpful and hurtful mm-hmm. in our, in our marriage. Cause I'm very much a, and I was reading about this too. I didn't realize this was a sixth thing. Mm-hmm. but he's a dreamer and I'm very much a, okay, let me get a list and see what we have to do to make that happen. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, I want actionable steps and I want to help him achieve these things. And anyway, that's a bit of the rabbit trail, but I'm very much um, mm-hmm. for me, it was being okay with uh, being alone and not being, not being, not offended, but feeling like that was a, a, a personality flaw mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I, Sometimes I would just prefer to be home doing things versus out constantly. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's, um, especially during like college years, being very young, I remember forcing myself to go out to be in groups of people because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. Mm. You know, I remember telling my mom, I'm not going to meet a guy if I'm not out there among the guys. And she's (laughs) like, oh, are you looking to meet Mr. Right at a bar? Because... Um, so it was always this constant conversation, but she would call me and I love my sleep and she would call me at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I had just worked a full shift at work mm-hmm. and I was trying to get ready to go out. And I remember like doing my makeup, like, she's like, are you, are you falling asleep? I'm like, I might be falling asleep <laughs> she's like, and you're getting ready to go out. I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. When I had great roommates, I wish I would have taken some time to just been okay with hanging out with my roommates. And it's okay to not have Mm. those constant social interactions. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I think my husband has to tell himself the opposite. Like it's okay to just be home for a little bit as well. Absolutely. So yeah. So I've never had a, I don't know if that answers your question. I've never really had a problem with independence, but for me, sometimes feeling the guilt of being home alone and being confident in that and being okay with him off doing his thing and me doing my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, in my weakest moments, in marriage, I have said, I could do this better without you. Let's, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. well, let's be totally honest. untrue, but that. yes, yeah. I, it's yeah. like, I've, I've, I don't need to worry about another person. I've got, yeah. I've got my methods and I've got my, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. thinking that I can do it better by myself, which is mm-hmm. false, but yeah, right. I it's can be a little prideful. Or... I can be a little prideful in my independence. Mm-hmm. Um, at times. You explained it though, how sixes like ones and twos are part of the compliance dance in terms of culture. And so uh, I think that you're really analyzing that well too, for people who don't know what that looks like from the inside. You're saying like, as a youngish six, cause you're still youngish. Um, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm like, you're younger than me. So you're still youngish. <laughs> like, is she really calling me youngish? Cause I have, to go, <laughs> I have to scroll a lot when I'm looking for those years these days. It's like, like where <laughs> I did. I heard, I saw it the other day. It's like the wheel of fortune wheel, which yeah. just knowing what that is, I think dates us as True. well. But yeah, we're dating I'll take youngish. Days. Let's go with youngish. Yes. You know, comparatively speaking. You are youngish and you are, but even younger, you were not <laughs> sure of like saying no and like going against the grain. And I like how that has come to you in time. So that's another encouragement for those very young sixes to say, like, I know right now I'm kind of watching myself in the act of every time I'm asked to do something culturally, I say yes, whether that be church friends, how you're supposed to find a mate. Um, So it's nice for us to hear, Heather, that you have kind of challenged that. And even now you said sometimes the pendulum swings too far, but that generally speaking, you're 
you're really finding balance with that. You're humble before God, but you're also like, I do have some gifts. I don't have to rely on culture to tell me what to do on every step. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, in fact, I met my husband because I was, it's a, it's a long story, but I ended up, a friend actually invited me. Um, I had just, I had just kind of let go of everything um, in college. I got out of a serious, um, long, serious, but not good relationship and multiple relationships, I would say, and moved in with my aunt and uncle where we live now. And um, we don't live with my aunt and uncle, but (laughs) the part of the state we live in now. And um, anyway, I was, uh, I was told to live there. I had to go either go to church or go to a church group because I was not actively going to church at the time. And Mm -hmm. I, um, and they were believers and they took in, they could, they took in strays. They used to say they took in strays all the time. So I was like, Okay. Um, so I went to youth for Christ cause I was going to just give back. Like, I don't need what you have to give me. I went to, to help troubled youth as I was one and, um, <laughs> met another girl there and she invited me and she was, a, I deemed her safe, a safe person mm-hmm. in this new life that I was starting. I didn't have, I don't, I think I had maybe one safe person before it was just mm-hmm. not, no real deep connections with really anybody. Um, and that was my own doing, but, um, that's another episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she was a, she was a good girl. Um, we're not nearly close now. We're Facebook friends, but, um, life, life happened, but she said, why don't you come to my college and career group? And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Too many people. I called it the meat market. I was <laughs> like, nope. I'm good. She's like, come on, we at least you gotta you gotta meet some people. At least come to we always go out to dinner afterward. It's always a good time. I promise it'll be a good time. Mm. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I showed up to what my want to be in bed by 9 30 thought was late arrival of nine o'clock to their meeting. And they're all congregating out front. And I was like, hey, I didn't even get out of my car. I was like, hi, Maria. <laughs> and she was like, hey, and there's all these people around. She's like, come on in. We're just getting started. I hate you so much. Like this was like, um, it was, that was a, that was big. Everything in me wanted to just turn around and go home. I did not want to walk into that room too much new, too many people, but also old because I was church growing up and I had put church behind me. It was all this like cluster of emotions happening. Anyway, I walked, I walked in like, I'm going to do this. I can be a big girl. I can put on my big girl pants. I can walk in here and this is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I walked in and, um, my husband was leading worship on the guitar and he was, (laughs) I was very apprehensive because I am a six. Yeah. Um, and I was like, he was very outgoing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just because he was flirty and, but he was like, clean outgoing like actually would ask me a question and wanted to know what I wanted to say it wasn't like throwing me a line or whatever which was yeah. so different than what I had experienced at college yeah. uh, and in high school or whatever with the the folks that I was surrounding myself with and no he legitimately just wanted to get to know more about me uh, which oh. was because he talks to people and he wanted to talk to me now he <laughs> would tell you all kind of things because she was hot you know he tells <laughs> our boys all the time he's always like <laughs> One of my boys asked the other day, Dad, what's the first thing you look for in a woman? He's like, if she's hot. Hello. Oh like, what are you? He's like, 
I noticed you were hot when we first met. That is not a lie. I wasn't, I mean, I would have eventually talked to you, but I don't know if I would have been inclined to talk to you, like right, literally barely even walked to your seat and we were having a conversation. And that is actually true. He caught wind. I was talking to the leader about a trip I took to Guatemala. He had just come back to Guatemala and that was like his in-ramp. And um, yeah. But anyway, so we, we literally started talking and I should have known then we didn't stop talking. We just, I started then and he'll tell you, I started then, especially when I learned that he was a pastor and I had already put all of my baggage as a kid with a pastor turned, not pastor for moral reasons, turned broken home. Like Mm. I was already prepared to break it, to tear it all apart. Like I was went into every conversation with, all right what about? And yeah, I challenged absolutely everything. Even from then, I really haven't stopped for 17 years. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but you keep him interested, which is absolutely fantastic for a seven. It was uh, honestly, what's, attractive. what's great too, is when we, we hit a turning point at about 30, when we had our kids and we were questioning our faith. I mean, he was a pastor questioning a lot of stuff. We had had some issues like anybody would on the human side of church. It's just, we're human. And we were just, we were both questioning and we actually came, it's like we hit another level in our relationship Mm -hmm. where we were asking questions separately, but also together. And and that was really, I feel like the spirit was using that to form Mm -hmm. what now we raise our family with. Like we had to work out a lot of that stuff. Yeah, We had to get pretty deep at that point. That was like a a turning point in our marriage and our relationship and our walk and our faith where I think it, we needed each other to mm-hmm. both ask those questions and mm-hmm. not yep. be afraid of asking questions. We're not afraid to ask questions. He knows that about me now. I have literally no apprehension. I'd be like, Hey, are they talking about a flying squirrel with five heads here? Like I'm, he's like, oh, okay, let's back up. <laughs> are doing due diligence and then some and I love that about you because I'm also a thinking type about that so I'm like oh my gosh these guys are so quote-unquote safe Uh, so we are safe it's true Jordan has a lot of friends male friends who would find him the safe pastor because he will yeah when guys realize that, no, he really will listen to any crazy thought you have. It's probably not as crazy as you think. He's probably thought it <laughs> like he's probably worked it out. I've probably brought it up. Like there's really nothing off the table that he's not in. He's not willing to go down that mm-hmm. path and figure Absolutely. out, help you figure out. Mm-hmm. And even if you come to different, we come to different conclusions all the time. Mm-hmm. There's some, there are some things we have talked to death and we are continuing to talk them to death. We, we are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. But they're just not the major things, you know, yeah. that define our faith and yeah. how we raise our kids. But yeah, but I do hear that. And I think that's even part of just outside of personality work, marriage studies at large, you know, and there's a lot of truth to the fact that we keep one another from going crazy just by way of holding that tension together sometimes and letting sure. God hold that tension and releasing in faith that the other person has a perspective different. So I love that you know that and you have such a gift with words. It's just so obvious today. It's been so, so much of a joy and I can't let the interview get away without asking what can sixes do um, 
really in marriage and what can their spouses do to just be healthy together? I think you've really shared a lot of that. Is there anything left that you think uh, people could just know about marriage with a six? Honestly, I think the most helpful for me is even again today, looking like reading it again and being like, Hmm. that, that is, that is me that, and just not arguing with like, even my tendency to argue with myself is there. Like, (laughs) I can be so argumentative. Um, just like at the top of our conversation, when I was like Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. that bringing the, bringing the conversation to different levels is fun, but sometimes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes it's too much. Like, Truly, when he says, can you agree on anything or do, will you take anything for, you know, fact right out the gate? Like, I think it sharpens, but it also reading him early on, I, I had to learn, is this something, do I need to be, cause he's a seven and, and he's, um, he's, his love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And he, when I don't know if this is just being a six, but I know in our marriage, my words can cut deep and I don't realize they're cutting and I'm not trying to cut. I'm just trying to get out of thought and trying to mm-hmm. communicate the best I think. And the, a lot of times the words that fly out are not mm-hmm. the nicest words or words I haven't truly thought about, mm-hmm. nor do I think about how that's going to affect him mm-hmm. being an enthusiast and a words of affirmation guy. And I just kind of double whammied him. Like mm-hmm. I'm disagreeing and I'm cutting and I'm not meaning to do either one of them. Like mm-hmm. we'll be at the end of conversations where I'm like, how did this turn into an argument? Like I didn't even understand. I don't even understand how we're angry at each other. Like why, when did emotion get involved? Yeah. Because I don't realize that I have evoked the motion with some of the words I chose to use mm-hmm. and some of the concepts I've brought up without realizing, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that was deeper for him than it was for me. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, it was void of emotion. It was just a fact in yeah. my head. It was just a fact. And for yeah. him, it was like, yeah, that was, that was mean. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. mean to be mean. Like I legitimately didn't like, I'm like, this. Yeah. I wasn't even trying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, but you said that well, because sixes are reactivity types and sevens are positivity types. And so, uh, you, it's important to have actually both of those things as well as logic. And so you're even just kind of letting us know sometimes sixes can have some of that five logic next door and we can bring in the actual six reactivity, but, uh, the seven on the other side is saying, where's the positivity, you know, where's the light, where's the hope here. And so I like that he balances you out, but I also love that you bring him to the depths because I know that that's a blessing for him. It really grounds him. So it's interesting how you brought that in as the reactivity. And I like how you're kind of just saying to sixes and their spouses, like, watch for this, watch that you have words uh, that are meaningful, whether your spouse's words of affirmation or not. I know a lot of men are really high on appreciation. Um, yeah. I've interviewed little boys down from my son up to a lot older men. And it's, it's a very almost universal thing outside of love languages and types. So I love that you're like, I want to be life-giving in my words. But I also, you, words are a gift for you as a woman and as a six. So mm-hmm. I think that you have a lot of power there and you're just trying to use it well and wield it well. Is that right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I can change this whole day on mm-hmm. a conversation that we'll have. I think one practical thing we've done is like, he'll, he'll send me a text. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm down today. Like mm-hmm. just to like set the, yeah. <laughs> set the stage, like I and I'll take that to mean, okay, maybe think twice 
-hmm. about, yeah, maybe don't hit him with all the pessimistic cards today, or um, maybe don't challenge everything. No, but it's, it's, it does, it does give me an idea of Mm. what he needs. Mm -hmm. I love that he's being brave to give you the emotional landscape and that you're becoming more safe with that information. Because I don't think there's anything more powerful than we can do than to be intimate like that together. And that's just beautiful that you guys are at that level. And I know it's taken a lot of work because marriage is work, but it's beautiful and joyful. And we've enjoyed double dates with you guys and you guys are so much fun. So thank you. You're sweet. You're sweet. What, what, what also helps though, I have to say is like having him really, which way I love that work exists on the Enneagrams because it's, um, I like, I even sent him this write up just as a refresher because it's so applicable to conversations we're having. Like this doesn't give me an out, but remember when I was trying to describe to you thus and such situation and I was actively like, I don't know how this situation fell apart. It was a third party situation. Yeah. And we were both trying to figure out how to avoid it in the future, but neither one of us really understood what actually happened. And it really came down to that, that needing that support. I didn't feel, and it took me reading about myself Mm-hmm. to go I finally have the words to put to this I don't feel as though I had the support I didn't feel like you were there as my yeah my cheerleader my safety net my support to be able to just let you thrive in the situation yeah. or allow the other people that were in the situation to thrive therefore I was defensive I was scared I was fearful and I was acting out in that and mm-hmm. it like again, and I sent him the article and he's Mm. like, this is helpful. It's just, I think, and me also getting on and learning, always challenging to learn about, Mm -hmm. to really learn about the sevens because it really does. Mm. They're not perfect, but they're so close to, you know, understanding and, and being able to come at a situation differently, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, And the very last thing you said got cut off. So when you said they're not perfect, but can you repeat that statement? They're so close. Okay. They're just so close to perfect. Like reading them, reading his, I don't know, maybe we're just unique in that way, but reading, Mm -hmm. I even still have it up on my thing. I've read it probably three times. I'm like, gosh, this is, I can point back to so many conversations. Mm -hmm. They're really what we just needed to do was recognize Mm -hmm. growth areas within it. But also this is really why this fell apart. Mm-hmm. is yeah. we were reacting in ways that were mm-hmm. on our unhealthy in our, you know, in the, un- I don't know the terminology, but it was unhealthy ways to respond. We were both responding in our own unique, unhealthy ways. And those together just created a, you know, so moving forward, it's, we, I'm a history person, but I'll, I'll even bring it up to him. Like, Hey, so remember this situation, this is what I think happened. Mm-hmm. So maybe when we get not all, I don't know if all men or spouses or, or sevens are receptive to this, but he will in the future, all it takes is a nod. Like mm-hmm. this is happening again mm-hmm. for him to be like, okay, what she needs in this situation is support. Mm-hmm. She's looking for support. How do I gain support? Like, how do I give her support in this situation? And it's oh. not always easy, but it's at least we're on like the same page. And we wouldn't have that without actually getting to know each other's Mm. not only our own mm. our own enneagram mm. and people you know in real life situations but also each other's that makes sense mm. it does. probably helped us the most honestly oh, 
That is so beautiful and so validating because I think when you do general work, great stuff, but when you can get nuanced like this, saves you a lot of time, which your efficiency yeah. part loves. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad. Yes. Can we just skip the whole fight later and we'll just, no, just yeah. yeah, no, but I love, and just to quick clarify for anyone um, that I think that when we're healthy, sometimes there's a sense of being healthy in our number because we've maybe had healthier lives than some other people. So we've had sure. different upbringings. So there's oh, yeah. ones and twos and threes who are like, they're so healthy because they had a decent upbringing. And then there's like, oh my gosh, what happened to that person? Yes. Well, probably drama. Yes. Yes. And he, he's more of my anchor because he had a very healthy, consistent, Mm -hmm. I mean, he would tell you a model childhood. I mean, he just had, and he would tell you, I mean, a lot of times I used to like bully that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people do, but he actually did. Some people say that as sevens, but he sounds like you bullied it. And he had a pretty generally good childhood. He did. From what I, I know mean, anyway, too. Yeah. His parents, you know, great marriage. Even now, I mean, he does the dishes because yeah. his dad did the dishes. Like, right. I mean, it's just very much a, yeah. it's very functional. And I, again, I knock it sometimes because I like to make fun <laughs> and knowing those limits, I've hit that limit too. <laughs> um, but really recognizing that it, he comes almost nine times out of 10, he comes from, he comes at an, an angle that is more stable and healthier than mine. Yeah. So I recognizing that and not being offended or, or slighted by that. It's just reality. I mean, it's just reality, but and you're um, so humble. And I think that's why I feel so safe and love you so much. And it's just, it's such a joy. And when you were saying that about sevens do all sevens do that, I was like, Oh no, I have room to grow there. <laughs> and so like, but I also had a lot more trauma than your husband. Sure. So sure. I think that that's beautiful that he brings that to you. And, and I love your glow out there. I know we hit shadows together, but our goal here on this podcast is that we would shine together. And I'm so glad you shared with us today. Tell us where we can find you. I know where we can find your fun video that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, because we foster yeah. all of my, all of my social media is private. Yeah. So makes sense. Um, now I have started a new, um, this is brand spanking new, um, an Instagram for my business. And I, it's so new. I literally, I have to get the right name for you. Oh my gosh. This because is exciting. It's like brand new. Like there are no, Oh, I have 28 followers and literally no posts. <laughs> oh, yes. Thanks mom. Um, <laughs> 34 followers. Oh, I feel so special. So, um, it is on Instagram is dietitian for teens for teens. So we're going to start, my sons are going to help me get some stuff and try to, you know, get some little nuggets of truth out there among all the Wow. Crazy. So that is my newest venture and we will see. Uh, We'll see where it goes. Well, thank you, Heather. And it's so funny how that just perfectly went with our intro here about me saying you have such a gift with teens and nutrition. Like, well, thank you. Thank you God for letting that be seen. And thank you so much for coming on today. It's been such a joy. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, that was such a wonderful and refreshing episode for me. Did you hear her seven wing too? I totally did. I felt that seven glow from her and I love the way that couples really shine together when they've been together for a while. You can just see the ways they've rubbed off on each other and I'm absolutely certain her hubby has some of her features now as well too in the best of ways. So anyway, keep growing with us and watch out for your shadows together. Make sure you shine bright as you continue. 
continue to learn right here with us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.